This episode is sponsored by State Farm. Choices are great. Like with your podcasts, you get to choose what you want to listen to. And State Farm believes insurance should work the same way. That's why the State Farm Personal Price Plan helps you get the coverage you want at an affordable price and a policy that helps cover what you value most. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Call or go to statefarm.com today to create your State Farm Personal Price Plan. Prices vary by state. Options selected by customer. Availability and eligibility may vary. As if the McCrispy couldn't get any better, Bacon and Ranch just entered the chat. The Bacon Ranch McCrispy, available at participating McDonald's for a limited time. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The average is typically one or two under par. Like your your most common single round scores are your seventies, your seventy one. Sergio has been like, ah, I can't wait to leave this place. Hey, welcome in to another. Tuesday night here on Divots and Pivots. We are live here on YouTube, uh, brought to you by Belly Up Media, brought to you by Piper Golf in the Clutch Apparel, and then powered by, because we get all of our information from Fantasy National Golf Club. Thank you to all those people. Couldn't do this without you guys. But yeah, Tuesday night here. This is episode 30. We've been coming at you guys for 30 weeks now, and, and this has been a great time. We can want to keep it going as long as we can, we plan on big things for this show. So stick with us for the ride. You guys are all the originals, and we love you for that. But we're going to get into it. Look, we just finished the St. Jude Classic, leg one of the playoffs. We're done with getting cut in the PGA season now. We're down to 70. It's going to be a good week. But before we get into all of that with the BMW Championship, Mr. Bud Copeland, as always, the star of the show. How are you? The star. <laughs> the problem with stars is they're just implosions waiting to finish. Uh, <laughs> this is the most wonderful time of the year, the playoffs that are going to just fade right into the NFL season. Yes. Uh, but before, before we get too deep into the topics du jour, I mean, you have to be living under a rock pun. There's no pun there. You literally have to be living <laughs> under a rock to not know what's going on in the golf world right now. If you even have a frame of reference for the sport tiger, did you see who was riding shotgun with tiger on his way? To the BMW. Did you see? Who oh, I didn't see. I didn't see who he was in the car with him. Who was riding? All right. So, with him. so it, it, there's uh, wait, a great. There's a great was video. It, was it Rory? No. Oh, no. okay. Okay. R- Rory's already. Rory's already at the BMW getting prepped. The home, That's this, true. This guy, That's true. Let's put it this way. This guy. This this guy's gonna be back next year. Thank God. I hope. Uh, but at the same time, he didn't make the cut. Ricky oh. Fowler was riding shotgun on uh, Air Force Tiger. And it was a video. I don't know. I don't know how Barstool got it, or whoever got it, or wherever it got out there. But there's a video from the Philadelphia airport, or the, whatever Delaware private airport they flew into, of T. Gray getting into his, getting out of the the plane, getting into his car, and then all of a sudden the camera just pans over. There's Ricky, duffel bag, white T-shirt, like, wait up, coach. I mean, it was it's the it's the funniest thing, and it kind of makes you tilt your head because right before we went on. You, you were, we were getting into the live drama, and let's yep. be honest, we're we're gonna we're gonna get into that because that's where the that's how we're filling the minutes in between swings. I mean, I, we have two big tournaments coming up, and uh, and I'm excited about that. But before we get any deeper into live, what I wanted to hope hopefully start out with was a quick reflection on Happy Gilmore's caddy, Will Zalatoris. Yes, I have yes. been chir- I've been chirping his name 
for months. I told you at the last major, no more Team Brooksy, Team Willie Z. Mm-hmm. Uh, always bet on Will in a major. He's going to finish top five. And you and mentioned I last did, week the drama with his caddy might be the boost he needed. And, man, you killed it. So, and, and I didn't play him. People would be like, oh, you didn't play him. No, because <laughs> what I said was, it was it, I, I wanted to see where it went because he was going to absolutely make it to, the, to this uh, this week. I mean, he was guaranteed exactly. a spot in this week by, by a standing already. So I wanted to see what was going to happen. And maybe that was it. Maybe they were, I mean, God, it could have just been like, dude, I, I have. Like, you're my buddy. And because we're friends, I can't see past that the, this is the best thing. And what do you yeah. know? He gets into another playoff. I will say winning a winning a playoff with a bogey is um, is something you don't see every day. That the shot, man the man still almost choked it away like two or three times there at the end though. Oh yeah, but I mean I don't even call. It, I mean choked is. I'm, not, I'm not. I'm not talking about the shot you're about to bring up with the, on on the the par three. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the uh, even it was a part of the par three about the island green. He put it in the woods before that. Like he, sure. he was, he was a bit uh, the, all over oh, the listen, place. He was still a bit rattled by the moment. The adrenaline was pumping, and he piped his drive way through the fairway. Thank God yep. it. I, okay, thank God it caught a limb, dropped straight down, didn't go. Be step Straka almost puts it in the water. You know, yeah. there's there's all of these things that were happening. And, but that's the PGA Tour any given mm-hmm. week. And that's why it is, it'll still be head and shoulders above the live for now. For now, we don't know. I'm not going to try to be a, I'm not going to yeah. be Nostradamus and, you know, make myself <laughs> look like a rear end by making predictions that I can neither prove nor disprove. But that level of drama, you can see, I mean, and I think it was uh, Zinger right, right afterwards with the most obvious comment. But again, sometimes somebody has to be the one to say, it. he said, no amount of money can buy the feeling that that kid's feeling right now. And that's the yeah. truth. You know, his entire life, he's been thinking about that. So again, live is not going to die. It's going to just be something else, but I don't, I don't want to get into that without at least stopping and just will Zalatoris, the trajectory he's had in the last three years. Um, <sighs> you know, there's something, something coming out of the state of Texas with Scotty Scheffler and Willie Z kind of bookending this thing. And if will Zalatoris goes on a run here, wins the FedEx cup, he has no major to his name, but that means he will have had to win in two weeks does he all of a sudden come into the conversation with his runner ups, runners ups, runner ups, runners ups, whatever his second place finishes at the the majors this year. And then you get a FedEx cup. Does that Trump the cam Smith players open big money year, Scotty Scheffler with his run at the beginning. Let's not forget Tony Finau's all of a sudden thrown his hat out there for maybe player of the year, because if he caps it with a FedEx cup, so Will Zalatoris is is the uh, the kid du jour, the topic du jour. I I I don't necessarily like him this week, and I do think that he's going to have a little bit of a hangover because he is guaranteed a spot next week in the Tour Championship. I think even if he were to go O2 barbecue this week, he's going to have built up such a lead that he's going to have a comfortable starting position at East Lake. I I don't know. I just, I, I really, I really wanted to make sure that we talked about him before we start <laughs> chewing, chewing on all the juicy stuff that's happening uh, sure. down at Wil- Wilmington Country Club. On Thursday, it'll be the South Course, but right now it is somewhere in that clubhouse or back at the hotel in some conference room. T. Gray, uh, Ricky riding shotgun, and the reason I wanted to get there was because before the show, you mentioned a name that lives out there flexing. We talked about how all these leaks are all of a sudden yeah. uh, coming out about who they think they can get. Great West Wing episode because everything in the world revolves around Aaron Sorkin. Yeah, for you, it does. <laughs> but it goes to my point. You said that you just heard Max Homa might go, and the first thing I think. Well, I think no, was, I, I I didn't say that. I think that, that live was live is saying we think. Yes. Okay, cool, great. Whether or not whether or not homeless people have contacted X, Y, or Z. Now that it's out there, it's real, right? We're talking yeah. about it. And there was an episode of the West Wing where they do that. They just announced that somebody had accepted a position on some commission. And they look at the person, they go, Did, is that real? He goes, guess it is now. Like, you know, you just put it out there. <laughs> and maybe Max Homa, they're, they're, they're playing on vanity. They could be playing on, he's a name, he's a personality. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think there's a snowball's chance in hell Max yeah. Homa goes anywhere. When he talked about his experience at the Open Championship this year, I, the guy didn't, I don't think he made the cut. And he still talks about it as if it was the greatest two days of his life because where he was, who he was with, what they were doing, and at the end of the day, what it means. Um, Rory did say at the very beginning of all this, 
you're offering people with a lot of money more money. And I guess we've seen that to some people, there is no such thing as too much money here. <laughs> um, and, and again, that's not a knock on them. I, I don't fault anybody for taking the offers that are put in front of them, the opportunities put in front of them. Uh, I just think it goes back to, for some people, for your Scotty Schefflers yeah. who is still driving his same Chevy, whatever, that's got 178,000 miles on it. For Max Homa, who genuinely probably wants to, instead of say, hey, grandkids, here's $50 million that I've set aside and trust throughout the years. Instead, maybe he works his ass off and has enough to put a little aside, but then gets to say, here's me with Tiger at the President's Cup. Here's me with Tiger at the Open Champion. You know, here's me yeah. winning my first major because I'm allowed to keep playing at Augusta. Um, this, I'm... I saw something floating around. Would you rather, and I want to know, would you rather go play Augusta national or be a fly on the wall in this player's meeting right now? Oh, do that. I did. I did not think that's where you're going with that question. Um, look, I think just because of it's, it's in the players meeting right now for me, just because of the world that me and you live in and the way we watch golf, it, there's so much to that. Plus you're sitting in a room with the guys that are in that room as well. It's, it's hard to beat that. Arguably the top, and it's only the top 20, right? Sure. I got a feeling it's, it's, it's the 20. It's, and I, and I doubt it's, I doubt it's just straight one to 20. I bet it's no. the top 20 needle movers, so to speak. Exactly. <clears throat> it's it, look, it, Tiger knows who are the most influ- influential guys on tour, on the tour. And that's who he's going after. Not influential to the audience, but influential to the players within the tour itself. I mean, and my new best friend, Alan Shipnook, earlier on on Twitter was kind of giving this update, you know, because this is where this is happening right now. It's all coming out on Twitter. They're going to get it before ESPN touches it or the golf channel. To be be covering that down there this week and and this just happened. um, Somebody knows a bag. Somebody knows a cart attendant. Somebody knows a bartender. Somebody knows the, the, the assistant superintendent who's hanging, just happens to be hanging out in the parking lot. Like, there's yeah. there's some and that's the beautiful thing about this this whole sports journalist or sports news I media know. industry is that those people exist and they do want to do it for the right reason so they're going to get this story out there but I I mean we're look this this is going to be seen as a pivotal pivotal moment now for those of you who know me or don't know me I abhor hyperbole we live in mm-hmm. a hyperbolic world everything is the greatest this ever and the most fantastic whatever we don't let the medicine take too often but. If you look at the development over the last eight months and you start to draw the parallels between the last time the tour was fractured and what came out of it, everything seems so, so close. So close. Yeah. I mean, we're no, we're not, we're being close. We're there. Like, yeah, we're, we, I mean, well, it's, it, it's there. Now, the question is going to be what happens next. You know, you got Davis yeah. Love the Third out there talking about boycotting the U.S. Open, which I've, <clears throat> I've been, man. I, yeah. I've looked up to him forever, but that's it. That is, and I think one of those spoken from someone who's had a beautiful, bountiful career to say yeah. to others, like, why don't you prove a point? All right, Cat, yeah. why don't you step away from the president's cup and say, I'm not moving forward until we figure out what to do with Liv. As long exactly. as they live, as long as they're around, I'm not going to be in the game. But no, he's out there kind of trying to peer pressure and talk to these kids who, I mean, go pound this, sand, old man. They still this need might that be the US only time. Open. <laughs> yes, this might be the only time. And so, I would say, no disrespect, no, but I mean, in in reality, I think that's kind of an out of touch position to take. Um, He's right in the sense that that's the influence they have. But Mike Wan, Mike Wan, and the guys, uh, uh, the guys and girls, the folks over at the USGA would just look around and say, "Next person up, you want to give up your exempted, you want to give up your exempted spot into our Open Championship." We had X thousand entries this year, and. I mean, how many of them lipped out a putt on 18 mm-hmm. to miss? T- I mean, we got to pause for a moment and understand that nobody is bigger than the game. And I think some of the guys who jump ship to go to live have realized that, that like they can go. They're not so big that the, that this is going to sink them. This, this media storm will pass and everybody will focus on the higher level stuff like we are. And so yep. to, to, to presume that anybody taking their ball and going home is going to be the answer to this is to me short-sighted and that's why i think you do have tiger who another thing that i would kill for would be the communication (laughs) between him and jay moynihan you know i mean yeah i i I, I saw so i think it was i think was it you that mentioned it on twitter earlier today or or? no it was it was actually what i was about to get to which is my my new best my new best friend mr shipnuck just basically was giving us some updates and at the end his comment was 
you know, Tiger is basically the de facto yeah. commissioner He's of taking the tour that role. right now. And then he mentioned something about what is, and it'd be curious to know what the communication is between him and the commissioner. Is he speaking for the commissioner as like a player representative or, or is this him taking a hold of the league basically? And I do think the Ricky Fowler riding shotgun with him, like being the one that's going there with him, like, I don't, I look, I'm not going to say it's his right hand man for the whole push. Maybe it is. Maybe it's not. I don't know. But the fact that he's that close to him, you know, they're obviously talking about it before they get oh. there. It's interesting because just the, uh, it was just two days ago that Ricky's quote came out uh, talking about the live tour and talking about how it's not that like, he's obviously made the choice to, to stay on the PGA, not go to the live. Um, but he said, it, you know, it wasn't necessarily a choice. It was just, this is the, this is what he had always soft for himself was to be on the PGA. But I'm wondering if in within his quote uh, about how the live is, is kind of represented right now. And I'm about to read you the quote. I'm wondering if it speaks to maybe give us a hint on how the players are going to be viewing it coming out of this meeting now, because I think it's interesting because he's so close to Tiger in this, but this is the quote word for word from Ricky. It says it can attract potential new audiences just because it's different. At the same time, it's not what golf has always been. If there was a perfect world, there would be a way to live together because, to me, they're very different things. Um, then that's the end of the quote, actually. I thought it went on from there. But the fact that he's he's obviously saying, like, in a perfect world, the live and the PGO get to exist and grow the game of golf. Do you, do you think that's the way Tiger's going into this meeting saying the same thing or that same sentiment where he wants all the players to kind of buy into – uh, that idea that hey let's let's find a way to coexist here let's not you know spout off at the live tour guys when they when they come and play these PGA tour events let's let them make their decisions and let's just focus on golf or do you think they're in there talking about no we're the PGA PGA will reign forever let's stomp out the live I don't think they're stomp- I don't think they're I, I was with you. And I was about to say a little bit of both until you went until you went stomping. Yeah. I was trying you to give the two extremes. A little, that's a little extreme. You say the yes. word "stomp," and I, I immediately think of Ed, Ed Ed Norton standing in his boxers. And if you know what I'm talking about, it's the most cringeworthy thing ever. So well, um, I didn't mean that I, type of. Geez. I know, I know, I know. Um, I think I honestly think it's the former. I think coexistence is the. Yes. Um, it's not only, and it's not the, again. It's I, I don't think. There's no dearth of talent out there. I mean, genuinely, yeah. I think you take you take the you take the you know the next the next ten up from the from the corn ferry, mm-hmm. and you just keep doing that, saying, "All right, one, two, three, four, five, y'all are going to live." All right, bring five more up. The I mean, it's going to level out because what you are talking about, you when you get to pro sports, you get to like the NBA. There's only 400 players in the NBA, right? Roughly 400 players on these starting yeah. rosters or, or on these active rosters in the NBA out of how many hundreds of thousands, millions of people who play the sport, and then the hundreds of thousands who play it competitively, and then the tens of thousands who play it at the highest collegiate level and international level, and then this pyramid that goes up and up and up. Yep. If you are if you are Bradley Beal, if you are Zion Williamson, and you're it, – it, it doesn't take us long. Now, the only reason I put those two next to each other was because Zion actually is one of those that might be fading – Bradley Beal gave one of these talks to a bunch of youngsters like this is why you have to work because I'm safe like there's yeah. a, like you're not going to outwork me it was a mentality thing but I do think that that would eventually that's what's going to happen we're going to have another year of attrition and it might not yep. even be a year and I think that kind of might be this thing where who knows I what, what I heard was literally and that was the quote literally everything's on the table and yeah. so when th- they might say okay after East Lake. You have until the end of the year to decide what you're going to do, and that would be the equivalent of stomping. I don't think they're stomping anybody, but no. I don't. I don't think they're going to draw the gauntlet. I think they really are going to say, "Let's just let's just press pause. Everybody, put their guns down." You know, Liv's got a couple more events that I mean, the Liv can keep operating. Let's be honest; they're not making any money right now. Greg Norman even admitted sure. it. He goes, "This year's about the product. Showcase the product, attract the investors, get the talent in line," which they've done. And I mean, they've mm-hmm. got a pretty good setup, and it sounds. It's even like Ricky said, it's an intriguing idea and it might be a landing place 
Now, the money might have been inflated from the get-go, but hey, that's capital raise, right? Sometimes you have to go over the top just to get things going. And you yeah, know, people do it all the I, time in business. I don't think they're signing $100 million contracts to every golfer who comes over to live. Instead, no. I, I think it's going to be much more of a, here's the opportunity, and it can be a lucrative opportunity. Um, what, what they're going to end up doing is just figuring out how to, how to coexist and basically say, all right, nothing changes. The majors will not – because. U.S. Open doesn't give any exemptions to PGA Tour wins. It's just the PGA mm-hmm. Championship and uh, the Masters. Yep. And so they're, they're going to say the same thing. Hey, no harm, no foul. If you want, if you want to go play live, you can go play live. That doesn't that doesn't change your entry requirements into our majors. Mm-hmm. You still have to. Now there are other ways for them to come in, such as through official World Golf ranking points. And that's where that's where there's going to have to be a little maybe give and take to say. Maybe the Asian tour events, if you start saying, look at who we're bringing over, they go, all right, bloop, 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 bloop. You get a few more world golf ranking points in those events, and that's where they're going to be able to feed it in. And I guarantee you the DP World Tour is going to just basically once once Liv and the PGA Tour kind of sort it all out, DP is going to go, all right, we're good. And if you want to come here too, you can. If you don't, we're fine with that. Uh, But the coexistence is where this is going. I don't see. Yeah, definitely. I don't see, I don't, but I also don't see, I don't see it as a, um, we're going to put down our gun first as a show of, of respect. Now they're, they want to coexist from a position of strength because at the end of the day, Tiger's right. There's no live without the PGA tour. You oh, hundred percent. Yeah. If you don't, and that's, so now I'm talking to myself in circles because now I could also <laughs> see those guys saying we built this thing, dad. Well, and that's why, and that's why I'm curious to see what the sentiment is of the players and their quotes coming out of this meeting. Because like I said, before this meeting, before Ricky's quote there about in an ideal world, we coexist, you know, it's been very much, you know, Rory, JT, them kind of not being aggressive, but they are clearly defending the PGA and the history and the, you know, the ritualistic side of the PGA and what it means in the world of sports in general, you know, so do we continue to see this defense of the PGA or do we, do we see them not start to support live, but instead change their tone to talking about um, just pushing golf forward? Like, is so, it, we stop being a defense and then do they go on more of an offensive? Let's just grow golf. But they're not specifically saying about talking about live being part of that. You know, does that make sense? It makes 100% sense. And I don't think anything changes. I think you've got your soldiers out there. You've got your, you've got your BSD standing with their cannons, firing shots across the bow. And just because this isn't going to be a truce. This is going to be a ceasefire. There's a good analogy for you. This is go. not going to be a peace treaty. This is going to actually be a cessation of hostilities, but everybody mm-hmm. gets to stand there. And really, they're the only people with guns out are are the tour, and rightfully so. They're the ones who are being challenged. At the end of the day, sure. this, is a bu- this is a business. To quote uh, Mr. Christian Vasquez, who I do think is coming back next year because he's going to be a free agent and his reaction to getting traded live. Did you see that when he got traded? I didn't see. I haven't been watching baseball. The socks suck. So <laughs> they they suck so bad. Well, the, so this will make sense. All right, quick pause. Coexistence is the answer. That's what we're going with. Yes, yes Ricky. Ricky was brought along to say, look, like I'm the prime example. I, I they they want me because of what I would have brought, and they thought they had me in a moment of weakness. And yeah. instead, I'm I'm like I'm I'm dancing with the girl who brought me. I I still, I mean Cam Smith, his thing. It's funny when you see the guys that are over there, they're either international or they're quote unquote over the hill. Only yeah. as I say, Dustin Johnson's over the hills. Cause he's 37, 38. He's got two majors already. And he even flat out said like, I don't want to play golf for the rest of my life. Well, and so, I think maybe a better way than saying over the hill. Cause that's always, you know, with age, maybe it's there is either they're up and comers or they're been there, done that. Like they, they've yeah. lived the golf career basically. Yeah, they're they're vets. They've got the scars. They maybe have a handful of wins, but like we talk about, like a guy like Paul Casey, kind of don't fault him. He's not, you sure. know, he's played in so many Ryder Cups already, and you know, he's he's come close with his majors. Maybe he's going, all right, I'll take my chances over here, mm-hmm. and if I get another shot at a major, great. If not, or they're also playing the odds where it's like, well, I can always just go qualify for the Opens because that's yeah. that's the nature of them. And I do think that both the RNA and the USGA are going to stay the heck out of this. They are going to live above it. <clears throat> They're not going to touch it with a ten foot pole. And uh, but yeah, man, I'm. I mean, I'm like refreshing Twitter every twenty seconds. I want yeah, somebody so to give me something right now. <laughs> just about well, just that meeting alone, and how pivotal it's going to be. 
um, you know, for the for the future of the game. But who would you say Adam has been the, the most up to date with it? With the Alan 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 Shipnick. <clears throat> oh, Alan, sorry, I just called him Adam, didn't I? Al, um, <laughs> him, I mean, no, actually, him and Dan Rappaport have both been Dan Rappaport. On, that's who I've seen too. Johnny yeah, so. on Johnny on the spot, and, and that's not to say if other people haven't got there, but that's who uh, that's who I, I seem to see. Uh oh. No, I was just looking stuff. to see if there's been an update. That's what, did you get one before I could see? Plays no. I think there. I think people. I think people are on Twitter doing the embodiment of what we're talking about. Which yeah. for the people in their cars right now listening to this on podcast, are like guys, this is great. This is some great, great, great podcast um, <laughs> material. But that's what's going on right now. It, it is the it's, whole. It's, the whole freaking. It's happening. Whole, it's happening as we're doing this. And the whole universe revolves around, you know, the people in the, not the whole universe, but the whole competitive golf landscape yeah. is, can be shifted by the people in this room. Uh, to, back to what you were saying about the people who have come out, Billy Horschel pulling mm-hmm. zero punches, being like, listen, I feel like just people are being fake. They've lied to my face. And so, you know, to hell with them. I mean, he didn't well, say that, that he, but that was, that was basically it. Well, and that's the other side of this, too, is that, sure, we hear the, I don't want to say excuse, but we hear the reasonings that are put in the media by these players that go to live or choose not to go to live and why they don't go to live, you know, but we don't know what is being talked about in these these locker rooms and these clubhouses uh, or, you know, during travel between the players themselves, what, you know, obviously, according to Billy Ho, there's been some bullshit in, in the conversations amongst other players. So these, you know... I think a lot of this is there's been a crowd out there that has said like oh you know the the mostly the live supporters who were saying like basically calm down Rory calm down JT calm down the PJ Tour players who are coming out a bit harsh or whatnot but look they're seeing it from a whole different side where they do have personal relationships with some of these guys and maybe they were lied to by some of these guys or who knows it's a whole I'm, different thing for them. <laughs> I'm gonna do two things with that. There's two there's two ways that because I do agree with you where I want to empathize with them. Yeah. But at the same time, it, when you know, they're all independent contractors, all independent yep. businessmen, they they all they all operate in the, as those entities and those brands. They're not in the business of being honest with their competition. So sure. to my you know to the point because they don't they also don't know what other con- what other conversations are going on. I guarantee yeah. you, I absolutely this is something that I'd be willing to bet anybody out there. Hit me up at this buds for you, um, <laughs> if we can find proof of it one way or another. I guarantee you. They're like looking at each other when they show up and say, oh, I knew it. I knew you were being talked to. I mean, it's almost like they're, yeah. they're pledging a secret society at, a, at some high-end school when then you finally see somebody in your pledge class. You're like, holy shit, you too? Because yeah. they are holding things close to their chest because they know for they know that there's limited spots in this whole thing. That's true. That's and, a very and, good point. You know, Greg Norman's playing with house money literally and figuratively. And he's offering these guys, and he's got to be saying, you know, hey, tick, tick, tick. There's, you know, my, my, and I mean, if I'm Greg, I'm just constantly going like this. Uh huh. Oof. Yeah, he's Ooh. he's I mean, definitely yeah he's definitely got a let he's he's not short of uh possibilities. Now, I, w- one thing I don't want this to, I don't want to get lost in all of this was yeah, yeah. the announcement earlier that they earlier this year that there's going to be an approach to do a basically. Um, live a, a female edition or a ladies edition. Of, I think they're just mm-hmm. going to call it late, like a ladies live or something like that uh, with same kind of scenario. Not even, not even comparable, but they're talking about same money, like identical prize money. We'll well, be, I'll be curious. I'll be curious if Nelly Corda gets offered the same thing that Dustin. Now Johnson, that's, that's one way the live could, could grab an audience is by doing, cause that's obviously been a big thing in the sports world, you know, obviously with the U S men's and women's soccer and the, the, the getting paid and this arguments for both ways, whatever, if yeah. they really wanted to grab an audience, yeah, they would one just, if they did do a women's league, they would just same payment. It would be, it would be identical pay structure or a prize structure, whatever you want to call it, or just have them all compete together. <laughs> I'm not so, against that for the live. You- like, like men and women compete against just freaking go for it. Like, why not? Would you, Oh God, you ready to get controversial? Would you, <laughs> would you have, would you have them tee off from the same tees? Hmm. I like how That's hard, so, that, I like how hard that question just hit you in the chest. It, it, uh, it's <laughs> yeah. You know what? Yeah, I would, I would you just would. go for it. 
just make it equal all around. And, you know, whether that means – Let the chips fall where they may. Let So, yeah, now look, because there's, there's science – I, I want to be careful on how I talk about this now. What I'm trying to get to is the whole strength aspect is that there's different – Physiology right, about the strength of why they have the different T placements already as they are. So maybe you go up and go down, meet in the middle somewhere and make it fun. I don't know. I would I, w- I would actually split the difference is what I would yeah. do. I wouldn't go back or forward. I would split the difference and acknowledge what you said, the arguments both for and against. Because at the end of the day, the game, and pros will tell you this too, the game's 150 yards in. Um, yeah. And so, you know, for the vast majority, they could also identify courses and setups and everything like that to where – um, it doesn't matter if you can hit it 320 because at, uh, for example, I played in a scramble <clears throat> at Black Swan, uh, Black Swan Country Club in Georgetown, Mass. And I guess be, I'll be honest, not to put them on blast, but the, I mean, it was just burnt out. The greens were in phenomenal shape. The greens were in phenomenal shape. Yep. Everything else was just burnt out. Um, we weren't hitting off dirt though. That's I, I want to say that to my like my group because it was a scramble. I'm like, listen, a we get to place yeah. the ball, and b we're not hitting off of dirt. It's just dead grass. I was like, you're still hitting off a decent surface. But yeah. anyway, yeah. that was the kind that was the kind of course where you know one of them one of the one of the holes that we played was like a 422 yard par five. And at first you're licking your chops, and you walk up mm-hmm. and you go, oh god, at 225 there's this like drop off. And then there's a 75 yard carry before there's another landing area. So, I mean, you, you know, on a, on a par five, I was sitting there like with, you know, hitting my five iron because everybody's like, let's just try to get as close to the edge as we can look at the rollout and everything. Those are the kind of courses and setups I could see a, an event uh, work out because let's be honest, the more traditional courses that that you would argue for, you know, the winged foot, the classic designs like that Mm -hmm. uh, they were designed for men by men in an era where things were thought of in that manner. Yep. Except for places like Augusta National and um, Cypress Point out in out in California, and God, I can't remember her name. I have to look it up here in a second. But it's the the, the woman who was a phenomenal amateur golfer out, out here on the East Coast, and then she went out west because she ran into Bobby Jones and um, Tillinghouse uh, McKenzie, Alistair McKenzie. Sorry. Okay. She ran into them at a at a charity tournament, and then uh, Mackenzie was like, "I got this project I want you to help me out with, and give me." So there's a hole. There's a there's a par three carry at Cypress Point. And I want to say it's the seventeenth. It's the most famous hole. Look up the most famous hole at Cy- Cypress Point for me. Okay, I'll look and that up right now. Alistair Mackenzie, she designed because now it's going to kill me. Because uh, let's see, is it the sixteenth? uh par three yes over water there's like a 200 yard forced carry over the ocean yeah oh yeah i've seen, i know this hole yeah yeah yeah. yep yeah you, you're okay. describing it exactly yep so anyway she's the golfer that i have in mind because uh marion hollands god marion hollands hall of famer um in the course design world she was the one who out there who at cypress point spotted that hole and insisted on the carry and her whole Mm -hmm. point was you know everything's not supposed to be easy like every par three doesn't mean doesn't have to be accessible you know it just has to be reasonable and so there's quotes out there all the time about if you have any problems with that you know mckenzie even says um you know take it up with marion hollands marion hollands was also his eyes and ears on augusta national on the property mckenzie wasn't there she was and was reporting back to Mm -hmm. mckenzie and when when the local team uh, the the president of the club at the time kind of raised some initial objections about how the information was going to flow. He yep. just he just said, "I defer everything to her." I mean, Marion Holland's phenomenal story, uh, not as phenomenal as what's going on inside. Actually, I don't want to be I don't want to be unfair to Miss Holland's. Uh, yeah. I was saying this is not the second time you brought up the Augusta and Mar- uh, Marion Holland story. On is it show. really? I love. Yeah. I well, I just I love her place in golf lore and yes. history. Um, and it's and, and, it, and it is. It's kind of the original. I don't know, man. It's you know she she just didn't she didn't pull punches. She hung. She could she could kick ass and take names, and she had a vision. And I think she was also like an equestrian person before that. So horse people are just a different breed, pun intended. But listen, <laughs> speaking cool. of the horses, we're we're at we we're down to seventy horses. No cuts. Yes. 
Well, I was just going to say, let's put the live st- the stories to bed unless, of course, we get any breaking news from Dan Rappaport or uh, Alex Shep. I, t- I told, or, I told or, Alex uh, to just text me, text me yeah, before you yeah. tweet it. So, so we'll keep an eye on that for you, but let's, let's, we got some housekeeping stuff to do. Cause as always, we got to shout out Piper golf, Piper golf. You go over there, you take their quiz, find out exactly which type of their golf balls is going to fit your game. The best, uh, the quiz is, uh, fantastically actor accurate. Uh, and they'll, they'll set you up with the, what you need. They got, uh, hats over there. They got, uh, some apparel. They're going to be looking to expand that. So go check them out at Piper.golf. And when you do place an order at the checkout, Use discount code DIVPIV, that's D-I-V-P-I-V. You'll get a 10% discount. Uh, so make sure when you go on there, DIVPIV, D-I-V-P-I-V for your 10% discount. And also, special little, not an official sponsor of the show, but went out and did something the last couple days here with the fine folks over at Pristine Auction. And here's what we're going to do from this point on right now. Well, it's not going to be from but this is the first you're hearing of it right here. <laughs> from here on, for the next week, go to our YouTube channel. You're already here right now. It's quick. Click the subscribe button. All you have to do is click the subscribe button. If you're subscribed to this show, come next Tuesday's show, we will be picking a winner live to receive a signed uh, 8x10 photo of Xander Shoffley by Xander Shoffley. So if you want to win that photo, that autograph, authentic autograph photo by Xander, uh, all you have to do is subscribe to our YouTube channel. So check it. Just hit the little subscribe if you're listening now. If you're listening on podcasts, get over to YouTube. It's Divots and Pivots on YouTube. Uh, the link will be on our Twitter. It's at Real Mr. Mallet. And once again, I am. Our Twitter handles are not shown. What the hell? Two weeks in a row. Uh, fire, the, fire the intern. I know. So uh, go to either one of our accounts at Real Mr. Mallet at the Spuds for you. You can find the YouTube link on there as well, and just subscribe. Get in on your chance when that we will pick that live on the show next week at eight o'clock here. Uh, but yeah, so that's that pristine auction. Uh, we're, we're hoping to do more with you in the future, but let's get into uh, the BMW championship here because look, we we're down, like you said, we're down to 70. Oh, the hand's coming up. Do we got something? Stop it. Stop it. Uh Oh, I might be late. I, I, I might be late to this, but this is uh, Dan Rappaport sharing something from Alan ship. Speaking of people who have their finger on the pulse, <laughs> This is from eight eleven. So this oh, this just good. happened one minute ago. Uh, Are you talking about that? The one that that Adel, Alan um, tweeted twenty three minutes ago, and he Dan about, just Pat, about, about, about Patrick Reed. Yeah, yeah. Patrick Reed sued Brandel Chambly at the Golf Channel for defamation <laughs> in U.S. court, claiming quote calculated malicious attacks have had a direct effect on Mr. Reed's livelihood. The suit also wow. claims the defendant. All right, that's it. The, the benefit of the doubt on Patrick Reed just ran. Yeah, no, absolutely. here's what affected your livelihood was your sketchy ass behavior yep. and your refusal to at least acknowledge. And you know what else really did it? You know what started the whole fucking rock rolling downhill was his choker. The minute yes. he went on live national television to play competitive <laughs> golf with a choker was the first day that he started dying. Oh. RIP Patrick Reed. We're gonna have oh, to read you in chat, Eckert, to uh, to de- fully denounce Patrick Reed. Maybe I don't know. I don't know if you're I ready will to never. Do that. I, I listen, listen, listen. I'm not one of those people. I don't. I'm care. not gonna hold you. Um, that actually would be great, though. It would be, be hilarious. Like, so do you but... still? I, ah, listen, I wouldn't bet the ha- I wouldn't bet the house on Patrick Reed, but no. I would put some wagers on him when he hits the when he hits the PGA uh, Tour Asia. But seriously, yes. Suing for defamation. That's, you that's knew, grand. You knew what you were doing when you got dressed. Yep. So sorry. You, do you want to talk about actual golf? I, I thought you had some great breaking news there, and it was just oh, so. We'll, we'll hopefully I'm we so can. sorry. I was. I was. T- I <laughs> your was t- your t- hand just came up so fast. You were like, "Stop the presses." I was. If, t- if t- we had a sound, I would have played it prematurely there. But uh, no. But we but should yeah, talk anyways, about the BMW. Let's talk Wil- real golf. <laughs> Wilmington Country Club, the South Course. Yes. Um, Really, you know, my my keys this week, we're getting down to the nitty gritty. We got the top 70, which also means the cream has risen to the top. Uh, Strokes gain, strokes gain home life is going to be always my differentiator, which in the real world translates to things like recent form, calculated ownership, you know, that kind of stuff factors in. I'm riding form a lot this week and going forward, honestly. So form called you back. And then, so, but, but, but as far as like the actual skill sets concerned, 
par fours. We're at a yep. level now where we're par fives. You just kind of assume that, that these guys are going to make birdies because that's how good they are. And then mm-hmm. so and par three can is always no matter what course you're on. If you birdie a par three, you're gaining ground on the field. So really the rat race or I guess we're not doing a rat race anymore. Now we're in the thorough. <laughs> we're in the thoroughbreds. Uh, we're in the horses. The horse race is really happening on the par fours this week. <clears throat> so yep. look for your ball strikers, look for your putters and look for your, your guys in their par four efficiency. Um, that's, that's my mental model, but yep. uh, did you get any deeper when we're, you started pretty going much into on, fantasy national? I mean, we're pretty much on the same page. There's strokes game, potting, stroke game, strokes. Sheesh. What a mumble. That was strokes gained short game. Uh, Mr. And, Gilmore, uh, I'm your cat. I'm right there with you on power fours. I did go a little bit more specific and did for this course specifically 450 to 500 yards. Uh, and then birdies are better gained uh, because as we saw last week, you know, there was some, there was some low scores. So we gotta, we gotta chase those. Uh, we gotta be able to jump ahead some guys. Uh, so I want to find those birdie makers and yes. And I stuck it to four this week because look, I do want it. I did want to put a higher emphasis on the recent form um, and, and the storylines. Cause like you said, I get the – it's funny because I've been back and forth on Willie Z. I'm playing him this week because he came out and proved that he could win last week. Uh, I still didn't love the way he had to do it because I think it still could have easily been uh, another second-place finish where we're looking at him as a choke job and the caddy had nothing to do with it and it, it, we're just – it's the same old Willie Z. So I, I, I don't think we were far off. We were, I don't think we were far off from having the same storyline on him. Uh, it just happened to break his way this week. Um, and that's ultimately what I think is gonna stop me from playing him is that he can still get your he can still get your DraftKings points, but we really need to find the guys who can win at this point. There's only 70 golfers, and the and the thing I want to point out when especially when playing DraftKings for this week for and in, in the week going forward, ownership calculations are now going to look differently. So obviously in the past, if someone is projected 25% ownership, that's a hard pass, no chance in hell right away. There's no edge in that. People who are like 16% ownership this week, that's almost the same as looking at like 11 or 12% ownership in weeks where there's a hundred, the normal 150 player uh, golfer field. So because of the smaller field, ownerships are going to be higher than normal. So just when you see some projected ownerships, if you're doing those calculations, don't freak out when you see some of those uh, high percentages, you got to you gotta look at them within the vacuum of only 70 players and kind of, and kind of roll with that. So, because look, I'm, I think I'm going to play Tony Finau this week, and he's projected 25 percent ownership. Because <laughs> he's yeah, just yeah. one of those he's one of those home life guys. He's one of those he's just on fucking fire right now, and you, you can't not play him. Just saw the stat: 10, 10 rounds, ten consecutive rounds in the 60s. The last guy yep. to do it went went on a run of 14. Goes by Eldrick. Um, <laughs> And I agree with what you're saying. You got to eat chalk this week, and you just want to make sure you're eating the right chalk, eating the most chalkiest chalk of the. You oh, know. see, I don't agree that you have to eat chalk this week, though. We'll get to that later. No, here, you want to be the rightest of right. So yes. if you know, and I'm not saying that like just because everybody picked somebody, but you want to be. There's gonna be four or five guys that everybody mm-hmm. picks. Like you said, you're gonna have to swallow some twenty five percent, maybe yes. like a twenty eight, twenty nine percent. You don't want your if whole lineup hit. to be you don't want the whole lineup to be chalky as normal. Because there's if, no there's no there's no real leverage pay with play with everybody making the weekend. You have opportunities yeah. for points on points on points, which makes it hard for you to make up your two hundred and fifty point deficit that we have. It does. Two events. It's not impossible though, because I'm with it's not you. Impossible. I'm looking at I'm looking at Tony Fee now. I so this week, you know, and, and if you're if you're new to the show. Welcome. For those who've been with us before, you know, we, we, we've stopped going kind of in deep in, in each tier. Instead, we look for our three or four kind of uh, yeah. Piper gold plays for the, for the guy who plays the gold Pipers over here. And, uh, and, and we, like to, we like to show where we would plant some flags or some, some, some folks that you really could build a lineup around. Sometimes we go down to the 6, 7K range because we know we got to get some value play, and that's where we're with those leverage plays. But mm-hmm. here it's much more about <clears throat> being being the that's what I mean by not necessarily swallowing all the chalk and just taking the popular plays. I'm I'm like, this is where the skill comes into play because you have to be the rightest of right. You know, you you're gonna go you're gonna go for six for six, but you want three of those six to be in the top twenty if you can, or maybe top exactly. ten. Exactly. It's not about finding guys to make the cut now, it's about finding guys in the top fifteen. <laughs> uh so real, also on that, I don't know, you said you already have your your lineup picked. Yes. You mentioned that again. You did your homework. We've been through we've been through what we think is important. 
Um, we agree on Tony Finau. We'll go ahead and just put that one out there. You can market eight, dude. It's fine. Tony Finau is yep. playing the, kind of the best golf there is. Uh, I'm really I'm gonna I'm gonna fade Willie Z this week as well, just like I yep. faded him last week, and I'm probably gonna go all in next week, no matter what happens this week, because I do think he's in that mental space. I wouldn't. I don't care if I miss on him this week again. I'm gonna give him a little yep. space to breathe, and um, <clears throat> Willie, I'll see you in in uh, at East Lake. A guy that I like though, another kind of fan favorite for me personally is Justin Thomas because of the par four yes. effect. We have the I same damn lineup this week. <laughs> no, because we're only gonna, we're only probably sharing the smart the three smartest plays in our opinion. Um, and also because there's a little bit of, I liked his he posted this morning and it was like 55 degrees. He had a little beanie on his head and he's like, oh my god, it's cold. It's like, eh. you, you golfers have gotten soft. He is the um, man who owned the Hawaii swing, so <laughs> that's true. And he is from Kentucky, uh, yeah. but it gets cold. It gets cold in Kentucky. No, but Tony Finau, I agree. Justin and Thomas, Tony Finau only at 9700 too. This it seems crazy that he's not in the 10K with how he's playing right now. That's what I was about to say. Even with JT at 10-1, that gives 10-1. you a little bit. Of, it gives you a little bit of breathing room mm-hmm. because with the top 70, you can absolutely go down into the 60 and 70. Yeah. You know, down to those those bottom 20 because you're still talking about the top 70 players in the. Well, I'm gonna say in the world, uh, yeah. the top 70 players on tour that are that are playing the game right now. So you know, you if you want to get a couple of JJ Spawn, JJ Spawn's down there at six thousand, and the guy had a week last week, and he's on he a did. run. And remember well, what he, I said? He faded a little said, bit. At the, he faded a little bit at the end, but he he had a good. But he did he, what he, he was looking better to, to get to this week, and I think yes. you and I were talking about it, uh, or I'm, oh no, I was talking. I might have been talking to somebody at the scramble about how. The leaderboard was just, they were like, oh, that it was. It was at the scramble. A couple of guys were like, oh, none of the big names. You know, these guys missed yep. the cut, this, that, or the other. And they're like, you had all these no names up there. And I kind of paused and I asked, I was like, well, they all were fighting for their lives. I'm like, yeah. I'm not saying that Rory and Scotty checked out or anything like that. There is less pressure. And maybe, mm-hmm. who knows, they could they could have been, it's kind of, Tiger was famously working on a stinger specifically for Augusta the year that he won the players back in 2000. Mm-hmm. And they could have been doing something like that where there's something they're working out in their game. They're comfortable in their position because they know they can. Yeah. They're, they've already punched their yep. ticket to East Lake. And so they're going to come back I'm this not, week. I'm not against. Well, look, I, I'm, I'm going to, I'm not going to, I'm not going to play Rory this week myself. Um, but I'm, but then again, I'm only playing one lineup. So if I was playing more, I'd probably have some shares of them, but you know, someone like Rory who missed the cut, everyone says, Oh, he missed the cut last week only, and he's 10,500. Like I expect his ownership is probably going to be a little bit lower than some of the other higher price guys. Uh, oh, he's still 20% projection. Uh, but Rory's someone that, to your point, I think could turn it back on this week and show up because he's been playing great golf up until like, you know, last week he didn't play good, but he was playing great golf before that. Uh, so right. I, I don't, and he's a guy who can turn it back on. And so Rory also, uh, he took, there's a great quote, uh, quote from him. Uh, this isn't a direct, but he basically said after the open, I took two weeks off. He goes, I yeah. died. He's like, I don't, I don't know if I ate a vegetable. I don't know if I swung a golf club. <laughs> he was like dead serious. He's like, yeah. he's like, I didn't do anything. So Again, knowing that he could come back, show up to the FedEx St. Jude, and yep. just kind of knock the rust off before the BMW. And I think that's but, exactly what that was. But look, and but the, like you alluded to, say you pay ninety seven hundred for Tony Finau, like, like I'm doing. Say you're paying ten thousand one hundred for Justin Thomas, like I'm doing. Um, you, you do still have to do the math and find some value lower in. But I'm going right back to the well for me, Mister JT Poston, still at only seventy three hundred who is another guy who was playing some of the best golf he's ever played on tour right now. These are the guys who we've seen it before in these playoff tournaments. They feel different to these, to these guys out there. And when they catch a run, they, they tend to ride that run through all the tournaments, you know, or at least as far as their, their ranking allows them to go. Um, But JT Poston, I'm going to play him again. He's seventh in putting in the field first and short game in the field. Um, you know, and then top 30 for birdie or better and par fours between 450 and 500. Like JT Post, I'm going right back to the well. He's done me well the last few times I've played him. So I'm going there at 7,300. And uh, with how he's been playing, still under 9% projected ownership. He's at projected 8.3 right now. 
you shouldn't be sharing all your notes. I, didn't have my, I, I was, I, I, by the way, first of all, I was going to bust your balls for you saying well twice that close together, but you walked right through it like a pro. And I, and I appreciate you for that. <laughs> JT Poston, I like too, because I flagged him. Um, I, I, haven't, I haven't counted him out, but you, you spoke my theory, which is, I'm going to say it right now. Next week, strokes gain, putting, ball striking. Those are my two, mm-hmm. basically, who, who's, who's, who's hitting it the best and who's putting it the best. And that's who's going to win next week. It, that rings true for this week, right? We talked about putting being one of the one of the main factors. JT Poston, God, he's been just raining birdies uh, ever since, you know, for the last few weeks, which could dry up. You never know; it could dry up. But I'm I'm going to ride it as long as he he shows me he can do it. Yeah, and there's a guy out there who's not necessarily with uh, up with the putting, but but Tom Hoagie. Is a name that that I'm bringing that back up, to, back up Ooh. because Tom Tom Hoagie, pretty low on my rankings. No, well, you can take your rankings and shove it. Twenty twenty first in ball striking, thirteenth in approach, and and forty fourth in putting. On the bottom half of the putting, but if but if you're but if he is striping it and he's striking it and he's da- he's one of those guys down there six thousand like sixty three hundred. So he's got to perform this week to make it to next week. There's that extra wow. effort. I just like him as a dark horse. I'm not putting him out there for one of my one of my plays. He jumped out at me just as like a strokes gained home life. One of those yep. who's a name. Who's another JJ Spawn who might come out of the woodwork this week to say, "Remember me." Turn it on to stay on for one more week, kind of thing. Yeah. And that is and, something you make a. You reminded me of a good point though, because as we are spitting on some of these rankings on the in the field, you know, when most weeks when we sit there and say, "Oh, you know." 35th in in whatever stat we're talking about usually is is all right pretty good well in this week it's it's the bottom 50 percent because we're talking out of only 70 guys so when you're listening to us if you hear us say you know 35 you know rank 35th you know for instance Zana Schaffel is 35th uh par four is 450 to 500 yards um most weeks it's like, yeah that's passable whatever this week it's not that great because he's right in smack dab in the middle of the field so just keep that in mind as you listen to us talk as a little disclaimer Russell Henley, Russell Henley keeps on popping up. Uh, I mean, he's hitting the ball well, but how? I, he's second in, second in approach, not eighth around the green. It's the putting, man. I don't know why. Well, I gotta get, I gotta stay away from anything that's not top twenty in putting. Well, so you know who's been, and that's the exact kind of approach I took. Other than, um, and that's kind of why I didn't. I'm not going to play Rory, yeah, but that, but that brings Wyndham Clark into play. Um, so you, you've played quite a few times, but look, someone who keeps popping for me too is Terrell Hatton. Is Terrell Hatton, um, Terrell! but what, what what scares me about him is that he doesn't necessarily make a ton of birdies. Like he can birdie, but it's it's he's like a nut job. He is, but and he's been, I believe, uh, and look, he's under seven percent seven percent projected ownership right now, uh, and he's been playing good. He finished thirty first last week, eighth at the window before that. He finished eleventh at the Open. So I mean, Terrell Hatton is someone that uh, I could be looking at as well. I like Tyrrell Haddon. I've always loved Tyrrell Haddon. Um, Patrick Cantlay is kind of sleepy there at 9,900. I don't, I don't hate it, don't love it. Made a late push last week. Yeah. I, look, if his putter gets hot this week, look out. That, yes. Well, that's what happened last year. It got hot, and then it just stayed hot, and he was making everything kind of the way that Cam Smith is making everything right now. Yeah, well, Cam Smith makes- withdrawn, so don't be playing Cam Smith. No, but uh, I, I – I, I actually speculate whether or not he's going to show up to East Lake next week at this rate because I don't if the rumors so. are true and he's gone for a hundred million and this players meeting is happening, which means he might be like, ah, screw this, I'm out, mate. Like I'm going to take I, my. It wouldn't Claire shock Shug me. And- it wouldn't shock me if if a vet had, or a group of vets had pulled him aside and said, hey, look, man, with all that's going on with you in the live tour right now, like, yeah, maybe you don't. Maybe, maybe you uh, step away, and he would and he would have done this and pound sand. Um, this is my life and my money. I believe he might have some. I mean, we're also skeptical as hell because that's what yeah. that's the that that's what makes it's our fun, it's fun. That's what makes our engine go. <laughs> uh, skeptic, skepticism and snark is what we are built on, but the, you have to leave room for the reality that the simplest yes. answer is is always is the right one. He might just have hip discomfort. And yep. he might be looking at this as a business decision. I know I've got a guaranteed shot at 18 million in the FedEx Cup. If I, you know, already I'm qualified. I yeah. don't want to push it. I'm going to rest up. I mean, I. That's it's want, a very fair point. Um, and and. But my 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 theory is a lot more fun. Well, of course, <laughs> and I and I genuinely think 
I leave room. I've accepted that he's probably gone. These people have been more right than wrong, but I also leave, I also like to leave room in my brain for the possibility that he hasn't announced it yet. He hasn't said anything yet. And Mm -hmm. at any given moment, he could say like, absolutely. I'm not going anywhere. I didn't feel the need that I had to, I had to, I had to address. Cause he did say when, you know, Cam Smith will be the person to talk about, you know, Oh, what do you say? Smith, Cameron Smith will be the only Cameron to talk about my future. And yeah. that's when Percy came out and did say, listen, exactly. I didn't talk to him. I talked to guys who, you know, exactly. Talk. So that's what also makes me think that he could be saying like, I just, that's noise. You all, you people are all noise. Doesn't mean that his people weren't talking to Norman yeah, yeah. and their people, like all that. But that's I'm sure every, like, everybody's people were talking at some point to them. That's kind of like <laughs> with a politician. You don't, you don't bring them any question or anything until they get to say yes. Like you don't, yes. that's just, so same kind of thing with these golfers. Don't involve me until you know, I want to be involved uh, in their teams. All right. So we like Tony Fino. We like Justin Thomas. Uh, we both like that. I still, I still kind of am impression on my JJ spawn. Uh, I don't think he's one of my anchors because at 6K in 70 players, there's just too much juice up top to yeah. to say, oh, I'm going to trust him. But I like him to make some room for more juice up top, like a Matty Fitzpatrick at 9,500, who is not I, – I, I think it's the first time, first, first time he's been brought up on our show. But this might be the first time that he's really – uh, we've definitely talked about him before. No, let me rephrase that. Since oh. the U.S. Open win. Sorry, oh, since sense, the U.S. Sense, Open sense. win. Because yeah, yeah. kind of like – you know, he won and then it was a, it was a whirlwind and, but I, I, he's, he's a ball striker. That was my point is he's, he's one of those guys who obviously mm-hmm. he showed with that bunker shot. He can do it under pressure. And I'm just, I'm looking forward to find, not finally to watching this week, knowing that that little FedEx cup needle is going to be, you know, jumping mm-hmm. and they've got the, the, the top 30. And like I said, there's the, every single one of these guys is sitting there going, I'm 64, 64 away from putting myself in position for $20 million in the FedEx cup. Yep. I do. Before I say this name, I do want to see where he is in the rankings uh, to really gauge his, um, the likelihood of him. Is it some JM? No, uh, no. Cause he's, he's ranked. Uh, was it 11th in the rankings? No. Um, I want, so, you know, it, whether whether he makes it to next week or not doesn't really matter as long as he, he I think he's gonna put in one big week to try to push even if he's too far down the list to to make it in. But um oh I just saw him there. Yeah, he's fifty sixth. Um but Lucas Herbert. Lucas Herbert comes in tied for first in putting, third in strokes gained, uh short game, fourteenth in power fours. Uh he's a guy who sure he missed the cut last week, but uh, on a course where you had to be putting and in a big light course, uh, he finished t- T15 at the open, uh, a few weeks back. And I, I this is going to be a moment for him where he knows he, he's in a position where he has to perform. And if he has any shot to make it to next week, he might be too far out of it to have a legitimate shot. But I think he's going to go out as a guy who's not afraid of the lights, uh, as a guy who can, uh, can putt, uh, and do what he needs to do. Uh, I think he can put together some some DK points for you this week to where, look, he's 6,100 on DraftKings, and he's uh, projected to be 2% owned. He doesn't even have to finish top 20 to be worth his price so that you can get your Tony Fina, so you can get your Justin Thomas in there. So I think I'm going to take a risk with a little Lucas Herbert this week. I like that. I like your logic behind it too. Especially uh, knowing that he can't miss the cut. He could, you know, he, he could he could do two out of four rounds, be really good, and then just be even or over par for the other two rounds. But he still gave you two good rounds, and that's where, that's where you're going to get your points. So two good rounds would be enough to pay off sixty one hundred dollars. If you need, and if you need, uh, if you need to make a little room in your lineup, Andrew Putnam is coming off a T five, and he's only sixty two hundred. He doesn't exactly break the bank with the stats, but if you're talking about just riding a hot hand yeah. or a wild wave, um, Andrew Putnam is. Uh, it follow if you, if you haven't done so already, go subscribe to the show, yes, find the yes. little button on YouTube, click it. Um, you don't even have to watch the whole thing right now. If you're coming in right at the end, don't worry. Yep. We'll see you later. You can also catch us on Spotify or anywhere else you find our podcast. Yep, Look this for will our, also, it, it also will re-air at 10 o'clock tomorrow morning on belly up sports, uh, YouTube channel. So you can 
you can watch it at any time. Plus on demand on YouTube. That's the way YouTube works. This like mirrored camera thing really screws me up. But <laughs> thank you once again to Fantasy National Golf Club. Shouts to the Moose, Belly yes, Up yes. Media for always always for letting me crash your party and hang out in the clutch and Piper for your ongoing support. It's gonna be a fun mm-hmm. week with the BMW Championship. Look for us on Twitter at this buds for you at Real Mister Mallard, and uh, we're gonna have some good stuff coming for you over the coming days and weeks. Andrew, yeah. back to you in the studio. I mean, what else is there to say? You just closed the show out. I guess I guess all that's left to say is goodbye, good night, and good day. Adios, everyone. See you next week, 8 o'clock Tuesdays, YouTube. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 